Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Faith. Business. Politics. The Warren Alvin Show. I listen to Darren Alvin on The Warren Alvin Show. He talks about faith, business, and politics. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss a single episode. The Warren Alvin Show with Darren Alvin. You need to stay tuned in. Well, thank you for joining me today on The Warren Alvin Show. I am your host, Darren Alvin, and I am so excited you guys can be with me here again today. Uh, on the Warren Alvin Show, as you know, we discuss faith, business, and politics, and we're going to continue that theme this week. Uh, we're going to dig more into business. Uh, I'm sorry, not business, but we're going to continue into politics and faith this week. Last week we talked about, or I should say the last episode, we talked about uh, King Saul versus Trump, and we tried to uh, connect, and I, what I wanted to do was to bring you into a place where I believe that the body of Christ is today. And before we go deeper, though, I want to first and foremost send uh, my prayers out to those affected by the hurricane that has hit the island of Puerto Rico. It is a, a tragic situation that's going on there. Over three million, uh, actually over three million people are without power. And that's just about the whole entire island. Uh, it is definitely a situation that is unheard of, and our prayers and continued prayers need to be towards that island, as well as those who suffered uh, the devastating earthquake in Mexico. Uh, we've had a lot of tragedies to hit on this side of the continent, and it is something uh, of historic nature. Uh, you, we must rally as believers and pray for God's grace to be able to get through this time for all those that have been affected. Uh, even Irma has hit and affected a lot of lives again in Florida and Harvey affected a lot of lives in Houston. And the Hurricane Maria is still barreling towards Turks and Caicos Islands and up the uh, East Coast uh, uh, shore. Hopefully it doesn't connect uh, to any other places but we want to pray for those who are in the way of these hurricanes and has experienced a lot of natural disasters our prayers and thoughts are without question with you I want to continue today and I'm not going to be before you too long but I want to continue into the same thing that I was last podcast we talked about King Saul versus Trump and last week what I wanted to do was to connect the dots and to show you where I believe that the body of Christ is right now. And uh, the last conversation, again, just like this conversation, it is not to uh, bring light or to bash or to talk about um, any one president at all. And that is not what the title is about, King Saul versus Trump. It is to show you what I believe uh, the church is experiencing right now. Because you need to understand that the church, it is not America. Let me say that again. 
It is not America and is not Republican. Uh, uh, the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So point number one, the church is bigger than America. Point number two, uh, uh, America uh, as, a total, as a total nation, uh, everyone is not a believer. And that's probably shocking to you, but uh, I want to clarify that because we have this uh, idea that just because you are American, that you are automatically a Christian or a believer. Or if you are a Republican, you are automatically a Christian or a believer. Well, that is not true. And it is so important for the church to get back to the things of God and the word of God instead of a party platform. And I just have to call that out for what I see it because we have taken a pivot away from God's word by uh, uplifting a party more than we uplift uh, our savior. And I want to show you again where I believe we are as a church and as a nation. One of the things about King Saul um, was that he was selected by the people. He wasn't necessarily someone that God wanted in that position. If you know the story, King Saul, he was the first king uh, that was anointed uh, by uh, Samuel to become the king over God's people. Well, first and foremost, God didn't want to have a king, uh, but because the people wanted it, God allowed it. Point number two, just because God allows something uh, doesn't mean that he was for it. Again, just because God allowed it doesn't mean he was necessarily for it. Um, and I have to say that because every president that is chosen, God allows it to happen. And because he's omniscient and he's omnipresent, and he can see things that we can't see. And he's he's not limited by time. He knows the past, present, and future. Um, he can allow things to happen. And it doesn't change who he is and what he wants to accomplish. So when the scripture talks about God's word coming to pass, um, everything in his word coming to pass, it's because he is not bound by time or limited by any of our own limitations as human beings. So I have to say that because many uh, Christians believe that uh, just because someone professes uh, Christianity, that all of a sudden God is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, is in the White House. But uh, let me tell you this, that uh, there was many kings and many people in authority uh, that said the same thing. Uh, but their fruits did not produce the actions. And uh, I have to say that because we get uh, what I call amnesia when it comes to uh, believing all of God's word. We are selective when it comes to believing God's word as a group of people. And I can say that on the Democratic side of the parties and the Republican side of the parties. For example, uh, the Republican side of of, of our politicians, most of them say that they believe in God and they're pro-God and pro-life. And just because they're pro-life, they, they mean that they're pro-God. But you can't be pro-life uh, when it comes to uh, abortion and, and, and not be pro-life when it comes to uh, innocent people being shot down in the streets. 
It's like a quarter. You can't have heads without tails. And sometimes we become selective in what we do and have amnesia. And, and on the Democratic side, I would say that uh, they say that they, that they have strong social justice issues and they believe in social justice. Well, Jesus was for social justice without question. But Jesus was also against uh, killing innocent lives uh, uh, as well. And so you can't, again, have one side and not have the other side so i say that to show you both sides of the coin that it's so important to understand that god is not for a par- party god is for his kingdom and we when we can get that through our thick skulls as believers then we can honestly have conversations to change the world and that's why i believe that this last election done some significant damage to the body of Christ, but I believe it is something that's needed uh, for God to point his people back towards him. Since this election, this country has been going through a significant whirlwind, a whirlwind of ups and downs, talking about issues that we normally didn't discuss at the table, and now it's being pulled to the forefront we're talking about white supremacy, talk about racism, talk about injustice, talking about who should really have health care, who shouldn't have health care, talking about issues that affect everyday Americans. And I think it's so significant to understand what whoever you voted for, that we have to pray for this president and pray for our country. And and, and, and let me say this, because many uh, people in the Republican Party didn't do that when it came to. Our Demo- uh, the Democratic uh, President B- Barack Obama. Many of them didn't do that. And and as a believers, we can't be selective like that. And, and that's why it's so funny to me how we have grace given to this president now when you didn't give grace to President Obama. But you're so gracious now and you have so much grace to give and allow this president to say what he want to say and do what he want to do. But when it came to President Obama, uh, you judged him for everything. Um, and so that's why I said that we are so selective in how we deal with things. And the church has been very, very damaged. A lot of uh, Christian leaders, I believe, have been damaged by their stance because they don't judge fairly. And I thank God that we're not judged by how we think we should judge people. I thank God that that Republicans are not the ultimate judge makers. I thank God that the Democrats are not the ultimate judge makers, but God is the ultimate judge. And he looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. And so I want to talk about this thing about King Saul versus Trump, not to talk about Trump himself, but to talk about the state of uh, uh, I believe our nation is and in the body of Christ and to go deeper um, when we talked about this on the last episode, part one, we talked a lot about how um, the people chose uh, Donald Trump. And they looked at King Saul and in biblical times, and they said, we want him. And just like in 2017, they said, we want him. 2016, they said, we want him. And so however you divvy it up, even though it wasn't by popular vote, it's just how our voting system is set up here in America. He won the election. And so he has the right to move forward and try to push the agenda that he believes is right. Uh, I want to say that because it's so important to understand that 
elections have consequences. And no matter what side of the fence you're on, the people were involved in choosing Donald Trump. But what's so significant about that is that now we're at a place where uh, I believe that everything that happened uh, and is happening now, you can look at the scriptures and literally align up to it. And what I mean by comparing King Saul to Donald Trump, in King Saul's day, they looked towards King Saul to solve the problems. Today, we still look towards our president to solve the problem. And, and even more now so than ever, a, a lot of uh, President Trump's supporters look towards him to solve everything. As a matter of fact, at one time he said, I alone can solve this problem. Now, you can take that. Uh, I can alone, I, he said, I alone can solve the problems of the country. Now, you can take that how you want it. But I am just saying that a lot of people believe that he can solve the problems that we're facing nowadays. Well, I believe that only God can solve these problems that we're facing today. And since his election, this country has been turned upside down. We have been hit with so many different things going on in the White House, so many different investigations. I mean, it's, you can't turn on the news one day without it being drama. And I've never seen it this ramped up before. And so that's not a slight against who's in office right now. Uh, we can have that conversation at another day. Uh, but what I am saying is that we as believers cannot ignore the signs that are happening. God is trying to point us towards him. And uh, one of the things I want to point out uh, that I think is so significant and striking about King Saul and Trump it's the fact that it seems as though the King Saul was tormented uh, by his actions. He was very tormented. As a matter of fact, you can pull up the scripture yourself. It is First um, uh, Samuel um, uh, chapter 16, verses uh, uh, 14. And it says, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Um, and the servants and Saul's servants said unto him, behold, now an evil spirit from God troubled thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning to play on a harp, on a harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit of God is upon thee, that they or he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt uh, be made whole. I want to say that, and I'm paraphrasing this a little bit toward the end, but what's significant about that is that uh, King Saul started off one way. Uh, and he started off his leadership and you can probably say his presidency one way and it took a turn for the worse. And it seemed like that this president is on the same track. And again, this is not a slight uh, to uh, President Trump, but I am just calling it as I see it. I am not one of those conservatives who you would think that uh, just jumping on a bandwagon. I believe in truth, just and righteousness. And it's not to say that I am perfect, but it's to say that if I'm wrong, you need to call a spade a spade. You cannot stand for one thing and then just uh, uh, overlook the other thing. You have to be all in or all out. And nowadays, more conservatives and more people, even supporting Donald Trump, turns a blind eye to his behavior. And he has a lot of behaviors that are not... Um, uh, conducive, or I should say, to God's word. Uh, a lot of his policies, uh, 
you can question those on his merit, but his individual behavior, it is not conducive to God's word. And we can talk a lot about that today, how he attacks people. And some people say that, well, we need to fight it. Well, fighting is one thing, but, uh, you know, you know, trying to tear somebody down because of what they believe is a totally different thing. And, and this is the same thing on the Democratic side. So I, I'm not trying to assume and try to say that uh, it's not happening on the opposition to the political parties. But I am just want to speak on the similarities of King Saul and King Trump King and, and, and President Donald Trump. Uh, King Saul was uh, had to deal with this spirit that he was dealing with and it tormented him. Well, it's, and, and, and we don't know how that really affected him. He was very erratic. He was very back and forth, wasn't really stable. And it had to call someone to calm him down. What well, it seems like that Donald Trump. President Trump is experiencing the same thing. He can't stay off Twitter. He's always going off. It seems like he's bipolar. And this is not to speak against those who are bipolar. I had people who was very close to me that had to deal with a bipolar. And it's a serious, serious uh, disease. But uh, President Donald Trump seems to be, you know, you know, one place one day and then, you know, erratic the next day. And and this is the similarity I see between King Saul and President Donald Trump. And I believe that even his behaviors are way, way off. Uh, whereas though that you don't know what you're going to get one day after the next. And so I say that to say, because what happened in King Saul day was that God was trying to point people back to him. And he wanted people to be their hearts to be back to him. And so what God did uh, supernatural is that he prepared himself a king after his own heart. And I want to say that God is trying to prepare his church after his own heart. He wants to get us back to a place where we can look towards him for the answers and not look towards any president. I don't care who the president is, if they're Democratic or Republican, there is only one person that can change the nation, and that is God himself. No law will change the nation. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have laws, but let me just call this out. Uh, 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 tighter abortion laws won't change people's hearts. Uh, 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 Same-sex marriage, reversing that law, won't change people's hearts. People are going to do what they want to do. What we at the church have to do is to get people to look towards God. And I really believe that natural disasters, uh, uh, pending threats to our country, uh, this seem seemingly to be chaotic political season ought to point you towards God. And I want to say that those Christians out there that are pushing the Republican agenda or the Democratic agenda more than you are pushing God's word and pointing them towards Christ, you should be ashamed of yourself. And you're going to have to answer for that because we are getting people eyes off of serving and, and committing ourselves to a loving God. And something is wrong when you are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and liking everything that President Donald Trump says that is uh, uh, considered in many people's eyes a right thing. But when he goes off the handle and goes off the rails, uh, speaking falsehoods and not being honest, 
you can't stand up and tell the truth about that. There, there's something systematically wrong with that process. And, and that's my point. Either we're going to be Christians or we're going to uh, advance what we believe our own agenda, agenda is. And so that's where I say that I believe we are now. Uh, uh, King Saul in biblical times uh, fell out of God's grace. Uh, and, and, and God used that scenario to bring up a king that was after God's own heart. Well, I believe this is not about just kings. It's about the church going after God and having the heart of God. And if you are a believer nowadays, you've got to refocus your life and separate party from God. You have to do that because no party has a monopoly on God's word and God's will. And so there's some great things about each party. But when you continue to attack and as a believer and continue to attack people and label them by liberal or conservative and assume that you have the higher ground, you're deceived. And we have to get to a place where we're bringing people to God, you know, talking to people and telling you, telling them that they're liberal. And, 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 and you're just a dumb liberal or, you know, that doesn't do anything to help God's agenda. Telling people that you're just a, a, a tight conservative and you're not, that doesn't help anybody get closer to God. And again, we have to be able to discern and understand that, okay, I can't get wrapped up in all this nonsense because if I get wrapped up in this nonsense, it's going to take me further away from what God is doing. I believe we're at a place now, the political environment, the natural disasters, that God is trying to get the church to focus back on him, his love, his kindness, his mercy. And our hearts need to be turned back to God just as God was preparing a new leader, King David, who had a heart after God, after God. He wants the church to go back to him, seek him while he may be found, not on the door while he's still there. Show people the way. Separate yourself and don't get mixed up in the foolishness. Yeah, we have to vote, but never assume that one party is higher than the next. You have to be able to understand and and really be able to discern and call a spade a spade. If this president is lying, say that he's lying. Don't stand up for unrighteousness, whether it's for somebody who said that they believe in God or not. And uh, it's important to do that. If you can do it for a Democratic president, you should be able to do it for a Republican president. And I haven't seen the church stand up. And God is looking for the church not to uh, be lukewarm and only stand for what you believe your agenda is. And uh, that's not how we gain souls. Jesus dealt with politics totally different. When people wanted to condemn the woman caught in adultery, he didn't say, aha, you're liberal. He said, my daughter, uh, you know, go and sin no more. And he even said those, you know, you know, you know, who, who, who was without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. 
Go ahead and cast the first stone. Go ahead and cast it out. And that's why it's mind-boggling to me that we have uh, uh, Christian leaders that are not speaking the truth and standing up and saying that, hey, look, wait a minute, something is off. Uh, I'm not concerned with this, these, these bones that you're throwing me. I'm concerned with your behavior. I'm concerned with uh, your demeanor. I'm concerned with you tearing down people. That is not uh, 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 the character and the heart and the heart of God. And you can't pull God into the scenario and then take him out when you want to. And that's what a lot of Republicans are doing. They're putting them in when they say that we believe this, that you're standing for our platform, but they take them out when it comes to Trump's behavior. And it's just foolish to me. You can't separate that. And, uh, and so it's important to be able to understand that I believe where we are now is the same season that King Saul was in back in the day. King Saul was very erratic. Trump is very erratic. And this is not to talk down to our current president because I continue to pray for him because I believe he needs the wisdom and the grace to be able to navigate through everything we're dealing with. But I do sim see similarities that at the end of the day, God was trying to bring his people uh, back to his heart and their hearts back to him. And I believe that God is doing the same thing in this season where we're at. And so with that being said, we may continue this thread. We've been getting a lot of response. Thank you for all those who uh, are, are tuning in uh, in India, in Africa, in Vietnam, in Norway, in Europe, uh, Myanmar. Uh, I got to tell you, of course, North America, uh, we are gaining listeners all over the world. If I can say anything else as I wind down this episode of King Saul versus Trump part two, I want to say this. It's important for us to stand for the truth, whether that means to call this current president and, and call him to the carpet and say, no, you're lying and this is not true, or whether it is to praise him and say, to, hey, you know what, you got it right, but we don't want to do that. We're too rigid and we're too much focused on our corners. But if you're a believer, you better get it right because you're going to stand before God of how you did not bring people closer to him, but you were more focused about being self-righteous and gaining the victory and saying, aha, I told you so. So with that being said, thank you for joining me again today. I want to encourage you to check out my book. Uh, it's on Amazon, The Power of Customer Service. If you got a business, you're starting a business, starting a church, whatever you want to do, it's important to understand the foundation of service. And that's a quick book. It's only $2.99, $2.99. I dropped it down. Uh, Christmas is coming up, so it would be a great gift to give to someone who you know who is interested in starting a business. Or if you know someone who is in business now, even if they don't own their own business um, uh, and they want to be better at what they do in the management field and in their career, go get them the book, $2.99 on Amazon. It's an e-book. The Power of Customer Service by Darren Alvin Davis. Well, thank you for joining me again on The Warren Alvin Show. I am your host, Darren Alvin. It's a pleasure to be here with you all. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to give a big shout out to my wife on this episode. She uh, blessed me with a new, for my birthday, I had a birthday a few days ago, and she blessed me with a new microphone. So hopefully I'm sounding a lot better. I'm still working on my sound 
But thank you for all of those thousands that are listening, thousands literally that are listening across the globe. Until next week, uh, keep focused on uh, what's true, what's righteous, and what's holy. Look forward to talking to you next week on the One Hour Show. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And again, be blessed as I look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great day. The advent of doing business online has changed the world. However, one thing has remained the same. Most businesses rely on the customer, and customer service is very important. The power of customer service, how to make it work for your business by Darren Alvin, treats you to an insight into what makes for great interaction with your customers and why it is so vital. Download the Kindle ebook now for only $3.99. For listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Warren Alvin Show. Be sure to tune in next time when we discuss faith, business, and politics. Please follow Darren Alvin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you again for listening. It's the Warren Alvin Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.